on this episode of In The Rack Podcast. Over the years, as Clipper Family Chiropractic started to kind of morph with me as I grow and develop my kind of definition of what an athlete is, changed. I started to look at the human body as an athlete. Everybody is an athlete. And so that um, just started to change. What you got? In the Rack Podcast, where we provide you with a practical framework for breaking PRs in all facets of health and wellness. We are just a couple of bros giving you the simple hows in a world of complex wants. No filters, no scripts, no rules, just straight talk. Talk to them. Now, let's get into the rack with your hosts, Dr. Chad and Dr. Nick. All right, everyone, welcome to another episode of In The Rack Podcast. I'm your host, Chad, and with me is my co-host and physical therapist, Nick. Uh, Nick and I have another amazing guest on the episode today. Actually, our guest today is a local chiropractor, and her name is Dr. Sarah McCartney. I keep on messing that last name up because I always want to say Fallon. Oh, it's my middle name. I know. Oh, it's your middle name now? Change oh, it. Right, cool. So I wouldn't be totally wrong. No, I I'm kidding. Fallon. I grew up here. I have yes. to maintain that name. I know. You have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Dr. Sarah <laughs> is from New Report, but she also owns a chiropractic clinic in New Report called Clipper Family Chiropractic. Um, how long have you been open now for? Like four years? About five? four years. Yeah. Yep, yeah. About so four she's years. been open for four years and she treats a bunch of patients and um, not only a bunch of patients, but she uses a, a bunch of treatment techniques as well. And a lot of that stuff jives very much with what we do. And that's why we love her. So um, her treatment model is very much like ours. Um, she loves helping her local community just like us. So uh, we're excited about this conversation for sure. And we uh, got introduced with Sarah probably about four years ago, like right around the time she was opening up her, her clinic in, um, in our old spot, which was actually with Dr. Jeff. We had Dr. Jeff on the podcast a few episodes ago. So he, uh, he kind of introduced us to Sarah. Sarah was coming in and, you know, saying hi and all that. So we got to meet her for the first time and we've got to work with her brother and everything else. So we've, we've, we've met the family. So we're, we're excited to have her on the podcast today. And, um, you know, I know we're probably going to jump around a little bit. We definitely have some things that we want to talk about, but why don't we start with an easy question and, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Sarah? Sure. Um, well, I am a local native. I grew up in Newburyport, went to Newburyport high school, um, very committed to the area so much so that I brought my Southern Georgia boy husband all the way up <laughs> here. Um, so you'll see him around with his Southern yes. accent and his big truck. Yes. You know, and his boots. Love big trucks. <laughs> He's figuring this area out. <laughs> um, and uh, um, so I'm a chiropractor. I I went to Bates College, which is also pretty local in Maine. Um, I was went to college for swimming. Um, so I was a swimmer my whole life. Nice. And I also rode in college, too. And uh, now, most importantly, I'm a mom to a 20-month-old daughter who has, like, like, kerosene in her blood she's an absolute <laughs> maniac in the best way possible and about to have another baby in about six weeks nice. um yeah that's a lot about me my whole family lives in this area yeah pretty much um yeah we love it that's awesome yeah so why don't you tell us a little bit about like what got you into the field of chiropractic like what made you want to be a chiropractor 
Oh, so my well, my whole life I wanted to be in, involved in healthcare. Yeah. I mean, I think like a lot of us, um, I was a very competitive athlete. So I had my fair share of time with physical therapists and orthopedic sure. doctors and massage therapists and some chiropractors. And, um, but, you know, I just kind of dabbled my way through. I actually thought I wanted to be a dentist. Um, why? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That sounds gross. Um, but I went all the way through college. I was a biochemistry major and I studied physics as well in college. And, um, you know, this like all the science stuff that I learned was really great. I, it wasn't quite applicable to my life. And then I um, finished college and I started doing CrossFit, met a few chiropractors. And I started learning about um, actually the philosophy of chiropractic, um, kind of like the neurology of the body, how it has so much to do with chemical balances in the body. And all of a sudden, all of the physics and biochemistry I ever learned in my life, like finally made sense, made sense. in the human body. I mean, what's more natural than that? So, yeah. um, but Dr. Jeff, who you used to share a space with, yes happened to be the chiropractor at my CrossFit gym that oh, cool. um, that I met. And my dad went one day, my dad hates doctors, like like literally will do anything to not go to a doctor. But one day after like three days of laying on the, he heard his, heard his back doing a deadlift and then three days of being laid up on the couch. I'm just going to go to that guy from the gym. You know, I'll call that guy. <laughs> and he went to see Dr. Jeff and he was one of those stories. He like walks, walked in and danced out yeah, and then nice. was preaching chiropractic. Cool. And nice. one night I was in the process of applying to dental school and I was sitting right here at the Sylvan street grill with my mom and my dad. I was like 22 years old. And I looked at them and I said, I'm not going to be a dentist. I'm going to be a chiropractor. <laughs> and they were like, what? <laughs> Why? <laughs> but, um, then that, you know, a few months later I was uh, becoming a chiropractor. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird how those like events just can totally change your mind about what you want to do and shape. And you could have these like visions of being something else, but one thing, it just like diverts your. Yeah. And then when you see like one of your parents go through something, even though it wasn't a huge deal, it wasn't like life or death, you know, um, but it was a huge deal. Like you never want to see your mom or your dad in pain. And I was seeing my dad in so much pain. And then I saw him, you know, like love this experience and yeah. i mean who, no one likes going to the dentist right people love going to the chiropractor yeah. <laughs> that's true yeah, so true. it was very true. that that played a big a big role too yeah that's awesome so yeah. did you always want to start your own practice or were you just like oh, i just want to just do my thing and just see what happens and then if it happens it happens kind of deal or what I love business. Yeah. I love business. So I, I kind of knew all, my whole life, like whatever I was going to, to be, to do, I wanted to run it myself. That's um, cool. I've had a lot of support, like my mom and my dad and my husband. I mean, I have a lot of support, so I've always had that confidence to do it, but I love business. And in chiropractic school, we take about 14 business classes the yeah. whole time. So there's like a whole curriculum. And I loved every second of it. Like a fun Saturday night was you know, writing business plans <laughs> for me. So I, I, I love it. I've always wanted to do it. I like to train my staff to my standards. Yes. I like to have flexibility as a mom um, yes. to really like live out all the aspects of, of my life that I like. Um, so yeah, I've always wanted to do yeah, that. I feel like we've, we've had that conversation with a few chiropractors and I feel like chiropractic school definitely prepares you way better 
if you want to go out and do your own thing. Like PT school didn't do that. Yeah, like that's it's, more, it's that's just, more the model for sure. Yeah, yeah. totally. Because I mean, I, I think most chiropractors, not all, but most probably end up doing some sort of sole proprietorship yeah. where they're they're doing their own thing and like you a like majority you, i yeah. would say yeah um, so that's cool that they set you up now let's kind of go back into the whole chiropractic school experience because we, we always wonder you know how, how the curriculum goes but like if there's anything that you could have changed or looking back on your curriculum through school like how they could have made it better for you or prepared you more as a chiropractor what would what would it be so, uh, chiropractic school. Oh man, I know a lot of sleepless going nights. Going back, going back. Yeah. Um, so, so the school that I went to is called Life University. It's outside of Atlanta. Sure, it's actually the largest chiropractic school in the world. And I went there for number one because I went to college in Maine, and I had had it with the snow, and so yeah. I was moving to Atlanta. Yeah, and, you know, hot Atlanta, and I felt like that would be really also a fun time in my twenties, um, which it was, but. I chose the school because of its philosophical background. I sure. mean, it was like heavy philosophy and uh, I love that. That's really what kind of drew me to chiropractic was, um, you know, what chiropractic is, um, like the predecessors of chiropractic, the founders. Um, it was just so fascinating to me. So the school had a big curriculum in philosophy, which I also really loved. It kind of helped balance out my um like the physical part of chiropractic, which, you know, kind of keeps me going, kind of keeps that fire burning for me. But it was the weirdest experience because here I am at chiropractic school with about 2,000 other extremely like-minded people, right? We're all in this freaky kind of healthy utopia where everyone's super healthy, everyone exercised, no one's overweight. Um, Everyone's under chiropractic care. Everyone's running marathons on the weekend. I mean, sitting in a oh, lecture wow. hall, if you heard that like clink, clink fizz of a, so a soda can opening, <laughs> I mean, you better believe the entire school is about to stare down whoever that is. Yeah, and it's yeah, probably yeah. a seltzer water. Like, yeah. it, like <laughs> it was the weirdest experience. And it definitely yeah. kind of altered that perception of reality for about four years yeah, because yeah. every we were all just the healthiest we've ever been. Right. The food there was sure. all organic. Right. Because there would be an uproar if it yeah. wasn't. He heavens. Yes. Um, so that was a little bit strange. Right. Kind of. Uh, I wouldn't change it, but that was a little bit funny. But in terms of uh, if I would change anything about chiropractic school, because everyone was so like minded, we all loved chiropractic. I and I um, really love I mean, probably you can tell I love working with other types of practitioners. Sure. I love working with orthopedic doctors. I love working with PTs. Yeah. I love yeah. working with massage therapists, acupuncturists, nutritionists. There's so many other disciplines that pick up where my scope ends. Yes. And like, I have a great education, but I know that I, you know, I know I have limits and sure. um, I wish that there was a little bit more emphasis on multidisciplinary work. I think it would give a lot of new chiropractors a lot of confidence to make those relationships, make those connections, make those phone calls when you have a patient who just really could benefit from something else. Like we can't, we can fix a lot of things and we can sure. help with most things, but, um, you know, life is so much more than that. And there's so many amazing practitioners that I think, um, some more, I don't think there's any emphasis on multidisciplinary work. Yeah. I think that that could be a huge, a huge, um, I love benefit. that. We talk about that all the time too. Like having just your, your network, right. Your circle, your inner circle and, and having the ability to know when, 
you need to refer out, right? Like you don't, like we don't know everything, right? Like we have to have our circle of people to refer to if we have a case that we're just like, you know what, we we can't help you, but we know someone that can, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think that's huge. And You're to right. have the confidence to, to call, like, yes. like to call you and say, this is what I'm having go on with a client. Like, do you have a suggestion? Should they come to you? Should they yes. stay with me? Um, yep. So I think that that, yeah, that's kind of... I think think in creating our our current healthcare system where we were like, okay, we need specialists in all these areas. It then, we then blocked it off. Like we made these, okay, you're this specialist, you're this specialist. And then they, we just like, this is your confined area and you stay in it. But then there's no (laughs) connection between it. Like there's no, you know, open the gate to the fence over here. Talk to this person. Everyone's just like, no, this is my thing. Yeah. I don't know who to go see, but like, I'm not doing that. Or they try to do something and they're outside their scope or whatever, you know? And it's, it's, it's not to say that those lines can't be blurred. Like there should never be hard lines. You might know a little bit about something, start to start that process. And then someone else takes the, the next step. Yeah. I but, think that overlap is important, Yeah, for right? Sure. Like our fields overlap yes. a little bit. Yes. Um, and you know, we overlap with other fields too. nutrition, mm-hmm. right? We mm-hmm. do a lot of that work and, thousand percent. um, but you know, where that overlap lies. Like I'm, I love to teach nutrition, but I'm, I'm not the expert. And so where that, you know, when it's more than giving somebody some suggestions, like we're sending someone to a, to a a nutrition expert. Sure. Yeah. I think that's where a lot of programs in anything fail, whether it's PT, chiropractic, MD, like all these programs, we don't do a good job, unfortunately, of making people health specialists first. And then you start to develop your, you know, quote unquote subspecialty. Yeah. yeah. And that's where, like, that's what we see a lot where we're not, we're, we're just going right to the specialty. It's like, oh, I do movement. Okay. So move your leg this way. It's like, but we didn't take a step back and say, oh, how are they coping with stress? How are they sleeping? How are they eating? How, right. Those are the things we all, as any healthcare provider should be thinking about, but we're bypassing that and we're getting right to the, oh, hyper-focus on the specialty. And we're missing a lot of big steps. That's such a good point. At the end of the day, we're doctors. Yeah. And uh, like yeah. patient's health has to come first. It's yeah. not it's, always the knee. Yeah. It's not always the low back. That's but it. sometimes it's yeah. way more. Yeah. Absolutely. Sometimes simpler. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> sometimes Absolutely. you just need I mean, to, you know, yeah, we, we take a about chill that. pill and have some water. Totally. <laughs> yeah, if we, totally. I mean, uh, if, if we all looked at it that way, a lot, we probably find a lot more like patient scenarios to, to, it's like, oh, wow, that was a lot easier than I thought. It's like. Maybe they should need to sleep a little bit more, you know? It's, yeah. So, and, they, you know, how they do that, okay, that's the next step. Then they might have to go see someone. But maybe it is as simple as, like, they just didn't know they were supposed to be sleeping that much. They're like, oh, I just thought that was for my kids. I didn't know I was supposed to be sleeping seven, eight hours. Like, I thought I could just sleep, go on four hours and be okay. But no, it's, you know, they, yeah. they might just not know. I agree. I think that the programs definitely could be better. And you don't get everything. I mean, we we talk about this all the time. Like, we we learned way more when, when we were out of school versus when we were in school. Absolutely. Like, I mean, yeah, you learn how to not hurt people in school, but you actually learn how to be a clinician when you're out of school, you know? So it's like Nick was just saying, you know, it's <clears throat> if you're treating a shoulder or a low back, there's so many other factors there, environmental factors, like mental factors, you know, that yeah. we have to be aware of to help them with their plan of care, right? It's not just like, oh, let's make their shoulder better or let's get them out of back pain or whatever, right? There's other influences that are causing this, right? Like, I feel like the profession or the health field in general doesn't do a good job of of encompassing all of that, you know? Um, We were just talking about the other day, like we had a patient that went somewhere else and, and I literally did almost the exact same thing as this other PT did because she was like post-op. 
but the way I went about it was totally different than the other therapist. And she had like an immediate improved response when it was like, I did nothing different. We just had a casual conversation and we changed the dynamic in the environment and made you feel more comfortable. Like that's like the mental part of that had to be more important than the physical part. And I think we miss that as clinicians, you know, that's also something that's hard to teach. A thousand percent. It's a, that sometimes that's just a personality. Sometimes it's being an empath, like an empathic person. And, uh, Usually, empath, you know, that makes us good clinicians, but sometimes you just can't teach um, to care about the human being first and the the issue later because sometimes. So then it, it begs the question: Do we need a better process for all these healthcare programs for accepting weed them out the prospective students? Right, like it's not just oh how smart are you oh you're smart enough yeah you can do that right we need to have a more you know. Specific approach to say, okay, is this person going to do well in this job? Where they need to now really investigate the person and and develop this relationship. It's not just like, oh, see these values, see this blood work, see whatever, see these tests, images, and then decide what's going to go on based on you know what this image looks like compared to the book. Yeah, because right? right, that's what makes us different. Yeah, as you know, chiropractors and and physical therapists, like you go to uh, the emergency room and you kind of expect to have somebody talk brashly to you to kind of just have someone say yeah this 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 but you know coming here it's uh it is a relationship and i think people expect that and um that's what makes us so much different yeah for sure yeah and there's definitely an evolution happening between the professions for sure i mean in all professions right like if you're not evolving with the profession then you're you're just not going to make it like i mean with everything that we're doing like you said there's a lot of crossover now in what pts are doing what ot's are doing what what chiropractors are doing like it's almost becoming like this big umbrella which is great because we can help more people right but like if we still have these people that are doing this old school shit that just doesn't work it's like uh, you're not evolving you're not helping people like maybe you are but like you're not helping everybody, you know, um, because everything changes, you know, I mean, maybe the anatomy doesn't change, but Research how we does. go about, yeah, yeah. totally thousand percent. Like how and we go we, about we, it. We in our professions actually probably change slower than most. I mean, totally. think about like computer science totally. or something or technology, oh, like God, that changes yeah, by the minute, by the point. second, that's a great point. right? Yeah. Like they have to be on top of that. And that's just normal for their profession. Like, it's just like, okay, what's new today? You know, like what's different today? How's this operating differently? But we're just like, oh, you know, it takes years for our profession to change, which is right, crazy. like some continuing ad every year, but that you can choose. Yeah. It's not as the it's not demanding of yeah. us to uh, yeah. morph and grow with sure. the profession. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's crazy. In the state of great state of Massachusetts, PTs don't even have to submit continuing education hours. Really? Yep. Do you guys have to do those chiropractors? Yeah. Dude, it's crazy. But only 12 hours a year. And you can do them yeah. online if you want. That's right. <laughs> we don't have to do any as PTs, and which is kind of sad. Yeah. I mean, we do pay. a lot, but like there are, pay, yeah. there are some people that are just like, oh, I'm just going to pay my money. I'm just going to go another year. It's fine. You know? But like for our personal training certs, we got to do it. But not for our PT licenses. Like what, what, what sense that? does that make? <laughs> we'll talk this, to the board this, of Massachusetts. All the certs I've been doing lately, I don't even know if they'd accept this PT stuff. <laughs> <laughs> they'd be like, that's not your scope. What are you no, doing? No. Why are you taking that? Because like, yeah, I'm trying to broaden my scope here. Yeah, totally. <laughs> thousand percent it wouldn't count <laughs> yeah. speaking, like, of what edu- is this? Yeah. Uh, speaking of education um i know we're, we're all like very much on furthering our education is there anything that you have gotten into recently or are planning to get into that you're you're like trying to dive into like deep or what so uh, i 
you know, I've, it's been kind of all over the place just because I have so many interests. But after uh, having my first child and becoming a mom, I noticed these huge gaps, mm. in, which we were talking about yeah. earlier, in women's healthcare totally. during pregnancy and postpartum. So I've been trying to focus some of my continuing ed and some of the continuing ed of Love my that. athletic trainer on bettering care for moms. I am just blown away. I feel like moms go... And either you have a complete organ prolapse or you're fine or you have, you know, postpartum depression or you have nothing. And there's just this middle ground um, with so many issues, both physical, emotional, that chiropractic can really help with a lot of that. And I, I'm so I'm, I'm working on my continuing ed to kind of um, bridge some of those gaps in there. Yeah. I think that's such an important place to be. I mean, I agree. Those those moms, man. <laughs> those moms. Yeah, it's I crazy. I was actually just so right now. I'm doing a mentorship, um, uh, functional medicine mentorship, and um, we're in the the module about the menstrual cycle right now. And and uh, the uh, guy, Dr. Stuart Gillespie, who runs it, he was talking about how this concept of us pretty much dismissing and disregarding women's symptoms and complaints goes back to ancient Greece with Hippocrates. And he was talking about how Hippocrates had this. Um, this theory that the uterus moved around the body and the Greek word for, for uterus was hysteria. So they developed a medical diagnosis called hysteria, which was just indicative of mood swings and, and crazy, you know, they, symptoms they couldn't explain in wow. women. And it was, <laughs> and it was a medical diagnosis that was not removed from the, the books until 1980. No, no kidding. kidding. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> so all of this is, is like culturally and, and sociologically ingrained in us to, oh yeah, no, I mean, you're premenopausal, you get pregnant, like it, it's yeah, a mood you're, swing. It's, yeah, you're acting great. It's hormonal. It's, yeah. 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 So we, we dismiss and it was, um, the, the research actually shows that it takes for, uh, autoimmune disease, it takes on average women five years longer than men to get an accurate diagnosis. For autoimmune disease, I definitely see that. Five years—that's that. a long wow. time. Yeah, yeah. and it's really progressed in five years. It was, yeah, yeah. and it was. Um, I forget the percentage, but um, the vast majority of women go uh, misdiagnosed after a heart attack compared to men. Interesting. Because they're the it, oh, are your so symptoms, different. yeah, that's normal. Is yeah, and it's crazy. So this, a lot of this is has been rooted in our culture for a long time as it relates to women's health. So you know. You doing what you're doing, Katie doing what she's doing. It's it's needed more than ever. Probably, probably like more than anything right now because they're just they're basically being just like, oh no, you're fine, you know, shunned away, which is crazy. Yeah, I never crazy. really, I never really was very involved in this area, and I mean, I've always adjusted and worked with pregnant moms and kids, and but um, until I went through it myself and had babies, and you have one postpartum checkup, and I was like, I, something's just not yeah. right, you know. And yeah. they look and they're like, yeah. No, 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 you're fine. Yeah. I'm like, Well, should I go to PT? Well, I don't know. Yeah. You're fine. <laughs> well, should I? See, should yeah. I? It, I something's not not right. Yeah. No, no, it's you're fine. It's it's yeah. all it's all in there. Yep. I'm like, well, th so there's definitely yeah. And then you know you take some questionnaires like you know are you going to hurt yourself for the baby well no but i also haven't slept in this yeah. many days like i'm stressed you know i'm stressed i'm worried and so there's just so much gray area there that needs attention yeah. so much attention it's so true. Yeah. and it's clearly like um you know women clearly aren't going to get it from the traditional system yeah. You're, you you've yeah. experienced it firsthand so we need other people out there 
to to help provide that and to be there for for these women because clearly most of them are being just strung along by the system and it's like you know you go from provider to provider they might give you a referral somewhere else or they might give you the referral to pt but then even then what happens you go to your insurance based right and then the care you know it's not what you expected or what you actually needed and still you're you think you're getting what you need but you're not and it's you know it's this whole kind of it is a cycle you just stay unwell yeah Yeah. it's crazy yeah i i have noticed that quite a bit since i've been talking with katie now that she's been diving really a lot more deep into it and not understanding like how normalized everything is right i mean i said this last time like guys are the worst like i there was a period of time where i didn't see a pcp for like 10 years and you know now (laughs) i'm kind of like there's a lot but of you. It, there's yeah. a lot of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, wow, guys are so messed up. They don't take it. They're not very proactive about their health. Women are always usually very much more proactive about their health versus guys, right? But then I started hearing the stories from my wife and I'm like, man, women are just normalizing everything. Like norm like we normalize, you know, not going to the doctor, right? That's a good yeah. thing. Like we should be proud of that. Now like women are normalizing the fact that like, oh, that's cool. Like I, I, I pee when I sneeze a little bit. It's like, that's not really yeah. normal. You know what I mean? But then it was like, yeah, I do too. So now it's normal. It's like We've a normalized joke. this thing. It becomes a joke. Exactly. And it's I'm like, like the CrossFit gyms. It's yes. like a joke that everyone has to wear black pants when there's jump yep. roping. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I've heard the stories. It's wild. Yeah. And I'm just like, mm, I'm really sure that's almost the same thing. And, and we need, like Nick was saying, and you were saying too, like we need to like, be on the front lines and say, no, 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 that's not okay. There's yeah. actually a reason why that's happening and we need to figure that out, you know? So, um, but like you, I think it's been bastardized, you know, over the oh, years yeah. where it's just like, no, nah, no, nah, you're good. Stop complaining. It's yeah. just in your head. It's, you it's, know? it's not new. Like they've turned, like we've turned to joking about it because everyone else has disregarded it and dismissed it. Right. Like we've, we've swept it under the rug for so long that it's like, oh, I guess it's not a problem. So let's just make a joke of it, you know? And it, you know, people, people will say what they want about it, whether it's, you know, them trying to cope with embarrassment, but that's, I think that's that's, mostly what it is. Guys do that too. I mean, everybody does that. It's crazy to like think that this isn't rooted in something that's been going on for such a long time that we have to change. Yep. Yeah. So that's the, that seems like a niche that you're kind of like getting into, which is awesome. And I know you're very much into CrossFit too. So that's like, that kind of bodes well. Like there's a lot of, definitely. I mean, you're going to see a lot of women in CrossFit that could use your help. I mean, you know that. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Cross, oh, CrossFit. CrossFit yeah. keeps coming back into my life. Every time I say, I think I'm done with CrossFit, yeah. it like finds its way back. So I've yeah. been involved with CrossFit for about CrossFit for about 11 or 12 years. Yeah. I've been coaching for about nine or 10. I've coached at four or five gyms all over the country That's cool. and I love it. It's really, you know, becoming a chiropractor and and um instructing crossfit uh kind of went hand in hand when i was in chiropractic school i coached a lot of crossfit and i think both gave me a lot of confidence in the other so chiropractic i started learning so much about the body and then coaching crossfit i start learning so much about the body as well and um I also started getting confidence to, yeah. you know, instruct, you know, 50 year old men. I have this 23 year old, you know, little girl yeah. learning to, you know, be assertive with what I do know. So anyway, that helped a lot of things uh, as I was developing as a practitioner. But um, CrossFit's been fun. So I actually, so Clipper Family Chiropractic is actually my second office. So I actually opened my first office in Paducah, Kentucky. Oh, no way. Uh, right out of Did school. Did not know that. Yep. Um, <laughs> river to River Chiropractic. 
Uh, so my husband was living there for work. And so I moved there and it's the middle of nowhere, Western Kentucky. It's a great place. If you ever visit, it's the quilt capital of the world. Um, yeah, lots going on, <laughs> lots going on. Um, but I opened a practice actually inside of a, a huge CrossFit gym that owned uh, three CrossFit gyms. And so my first experience in chiropractic was I took care of CrossFit athletes. Um, Like 99% of my practice was CrossFit athletes, which was fun. I maintained all these like athletic relationships, but uh, I also got a ton of experience with injuries, (laughs) athleticism. Um, So that was really cool. And um, uh, then I moved to Newburyport and yeah. everything, everything changed, <laughs> but I continued my relationship with CrossFit. So I moved back here to Newburyport. I've been coaching at some of the gyms for the last few years until yeah. I started having kids. And, um, but yeah, then I moved to Newburyport and opened a practice here and, um, it's great. I made this morph into other things. Yeah. Okay. I love it. <laughs> I love it. So, yeah. Um, yeah, CrossFit definitely kind of got me involved in chiropractic, definitely helped me start out my career in chiropractic. And then moving to Newburyport, I maintained that relationship with CrossFit and it was such an interesting thing. So my whole life, I then kind of thought, oh my gosh, I'm an athlete. They're athletes at CrossFit. I'm going to, I'm going to be a CrossFit chiropractor. Like that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take care of CrossFitters. It's going to be super fun. And, you know, it was a great patient stream for me. I was a competitive athlete. This is great. Um, and that was my vision for a long time. And I just thought, what fun, you know, I'm going to go to the gym, I'm going to see patients. Like that really blows my hair back. Like I'm, I'm into it. But then over the years, as Clipper Family Chiropractic started to kind of morph with me as I grew and developed, and um, my version, my kind of definition of what an athlete is changed mm-hmm. over the years, right? An athlete wasn't, isn't necessarily somebody who runs marathons on the weekend or someone who goes yeah. to CrossFit competitions. Like, you don't have to outbench me. Yeah. Um, all of a sudden, I started to look at the human body as an athlete. Everybody yeah. is an athlete. Yeah. And so that um, just started to change. And um, so when people ask me about my niche, I say my niche is athletes. Yeah. Um, but not they might not consider themselves athletes. Their athleticism might be um, carrying groceries inside. Sure. Or uh, being a, I've never you know, seen anything more than more athletic than being a mom or dad, oh, right? Totally. Yeah. Taking Absolutely. care of a family and yeah. birthing children and mm-hmm. um, and you know, selfishly being pregnant and chasing a toddler, like that puts any heavy snatch I've ever done to shame yeah. because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have to be so athletic. Totally. Um, and so I think that it's such a fun thing to also see people's faces when they've maybe never worked out before in their life, yeah. but they're having a problem, uh, you know, walking their dog. Yeah. They're having pain. And then you start telling them, well, you know, as an athlete, you want to do all these athletic things. And they're like, well, no, 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 I'm not an athlete. But like, yes, you are. You want to walk? You want to like yeah. chase a grandkid around? Like that's an athletic event. And so really, you know, giving athleticism back to people. Yeah, for um, sure. I think has been kind of inspiring. You kind of see some wheels turn in their minds when they realize, I don't know what, maybe I, 
maybe maybe I am an athlete. Yeah. Um, so that is kind of. I love that. I've I mean, kind of transitioned from yeah, from yeah. CrossFit to just you know people are athletes. Yeah, they were meant to be. That's so great, and I think um, I think that's what I mean by the evolution too. Like um, these professions are evolving to the point where it's like you know somebody comes in, they're like, I have low back pain. It's like cool. Why don't you just hop on the table? We'll just do this. Okay, yeah. see you next week. It's like okay, you have low back pain, and then number one, why do you have low back pain? But number two, like, what do you want to get back to? Like you said, oh, maybe I just want to like pick up my grandchildren. Okay. So if we're just working with you on the table, maybe that's not really helping you reach your goal. Right. Um, so I think that's how this, this whole, you know, profession, PTOT, chiropractic, whatever is, you know, morphing, like you were saying into, you know, we're just like movement specialists. Like let's just get these people back to what they want to do and not worry about the diagnosis so much. You know what I mean? So I think, you know, cross in your your situation, CrossFit prepared you very much for that. And you're just like, you know what, I, if I didn't have that, I don't know if maybe I would be treating patients the same way today. Who knows, Absolutely. right? Uh, I mean, we've all had those aha moments where we were just like, yeah, I really feel like I'm not helping people, you know? And I think that's why you have the model you do. And, and we share that same model because it's, it allows us to spend more time with our patients and actually, you know, be able to get our patients back to what they want to do, not what they think they want to do, but what, I mean, sometimes you have to pull that out of some people. You're just like, no, no, Definitely. no, but like, what do you really want to do? You know what I mean? We're calling so, it like return to play or like return to activity, yeah. like whatever that means to you. Um, and like hardening you from being injured. Yes. Like my brother keeps calling it. Cause I, I was like, Oh, we like, we can, we strengthen. So we, it's injury prevention. He's like, no, it's not injury prevention. It's injury hardening. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, we're, nice. we're, good. we're hardening our bodies. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's I think great. it's harder to kill. Yeah. 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 I like that. Yeah. Sounds better than injury. Yeah, I mean, is. when you start talking about language, you can dive down a deep rabbit hole on that yeah. one too. Right. So it's, I like it. Yeah. That's great. I like, I like, I tell people too, like, you know, once an athlete, I was an athlete kind of thing. And I use, sometimes I use the scenario of, okay, so. You're crossing the street, right? Checks both ways, no car coming, but all of a sudden cars whizzing down and you have to get out of the way. Are you going to be like, oh shit, looks like, looks like I'm not napping anymore. My time has come, right? No, you're going to try to get out of the way. You're going to move fast to get out of the way. And it, you know, it's like you, you still, it's still there. You just might not use it to the capacity that you think of an athlete as. So, you know, that's why with everybody, you know, whether it's PT patient, training client, we're, we're doing something moving fast. We're going to, we're going to maintain that ability. Um, you know, it could be as simple as just throwing a medicine ball or it could be jumping, right. Or it could be sprinting. It depends, depends on the person, but we're, we're still expressing that, that ability. And I think the other thing with the athlete thing is mo a lot of people, especially our training clients come in and, well, I want to look better. I was like, okay, think, think about your definition of an athlete. Think about, you know, anybody, any, any athlete, male, female, anybody, any sports, do they look, does the body look pretty good? Would you like a body like that? Okay, so we're probably going to try to be athletic here then, right? <laughs> we're, that's that's going to help us get the body that you're thinking of in your head. Because if you think of your definition of an athlete, probably is a pretty good looking body, no matter what it is, you know? Yeah. Right? I, I'm, I suppose there's some some athletes out, like it, the traditional sport athlete, like if you're thinking of like a lineman, okay, I get it. But the vast majority of at, like sport athletes, running athletes, they probably they probably look decently good. Yeah, I mean, if you're training like an athlete uh, and you're putting the time in for that, odds are the body's going to yeah, end up follow suit. follow suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what. I mean, I I I never really had a six pack until I started sprinting regularly, and then it's just it's not like crazy. Oh, so you're saying you got a crazy it's six not, pack? Right? No, it's not crazy. <laughs> it's not crazy. But I always just had kind of just like a general, you know, like one 
a little two-pack, like one on each side kind of thing, but it's just like one slab, one slab <laughs> with a little bit of fluff. It's in the cooler. <laughs> yeah, with a little bit of fluff. Yeah, yeah no, six-packs under there. It's, it's there somewhere. But, yeah, it didn't, it didn't start manifesting itself, you know, on the surface. I got you. Until I started sprinting regularly. Talk so. about talk about core work. Yeah, that's it. So. Right? Those obliques yeah, <laughs> need best to work. Best Just core exercise you can do. Selfless plug. Yeah. Uh, I never yeah. had a six pack until. Yeah. Okay, so everybody, Doctor yeah. Nick has a six pack. Plug, plugged okay. it in. Plugged yeah. it. <laughs> He'll show everyone on Monday. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> you want to see? We're gonna charge you extra. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so your staff continues to grow. I mean, you continue to grow in general. So you're you're offering uh, definitely different services over at Clipper Family Chiropractic, which is. Definitely against the grain for chiropractic, yeah. right? Which is yeah. awesome. So tell us a little bit about what, what you got going on there in terms of like the new staff that you may have yeah. or maybe services that you guys are now offering over there. So uh, for my first five five or so years in practice, I was a one-woman show, right? I was, yeah. I, I knew I could do everything myself and mm-hmm. why would I pay somebody to do yeah. something? Um, but over the last year and a half, we have now several employees. Um, so my first hire was the most... And I'm sure you know how beneficial this is. The most incredible office mm-hmm. manager in the whole world. Yeah. Right? She does everything that I don't even know that I need. Yeah. Um, so she runs the office, manages the flow of patients. She just handles everything. That's and awesome. Um, lets me do what I do. Do you do? Yeah. And yeah. lets me do practice. Um, yep. And she is also... Um, She's an energy work specialist. So we started offering Reiki, which yeah. was totally new to me. Um, I had never really been exposed to any energy work. Yeah. But now that I've been exposed to it, it's pretty cool. We have a lot. We see a lot of benefit from clients going in and kind of getting this energy reset, almost like an assisted meditation, yes. um, which has been really cool to see. That's it awesome. really it complements chiropractic nicely. Um, a lot of our clientele are are really into it. So, and then kind of on the, on the opposite end of the spectrum, but still morphs off of chiropractic really naturally. We now have an athletic trainer, um, yeah. also happens to be my sister-in-law. Um, <laughs> and so a lot of family going on here. Yeah, it's all good. And, um, she comes in and does assisted stretching. She does a lot of exercises with people. She does a lot of soft tissue work for me. Nice. Um, so we work together. We usually will work on one patient together oh, where cool. I'll adjust them and then we'll come up with a little plan and then she'll kind of take over the soft tissue work. It's been really fun. That's great. And then, um, we also have a strength and conditioning coach. Happens to yes. be my brother, <laughs> um, and it, which it's that's also really fun. He's doing personal training, and we're focusing on some small group fitness classes. We really enjoy that. Um, so in our space, we've have um, we started a class called Clipper Fit, and then we're doing some sport oh, cool. some sport specific yeah. little classes for for golf, um, for some other sports coming up, just to get ready for seasons nice. to get people um, prepared for their seasons. Uh, so it's been it's been like very natural extensions of my office, but sure. I definitely think we've just just started dipping our toes. Yeah, um, I think we have big things to come. Yes. I think expansions in our future. That's I just awesome. need to birth birth the babies <laughs> and um, get that you know out get of the that way. expansion done just first. Just like get that out of the way. <laughs> yeah, and um, probably a good idea. Yeah. I definitely think yeah. over the next few years, um, we definitely need more space. Yeah. We have a lot to offer, um, and we have a lot of fun doing it. So good. Yeah. So you envision yourself in like your own standalone space, just like yeah. just crushing everything. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I th- we need space. We we need to take care of our people. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, <laughs> got to harden our people. We got to harden them. Yes, we got to make them really like hard, it. really hard to kill. I like it. That could be like a like your uh, your quote, you know. 
harden your heart we harden our people or let's not okay easy 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 take it away we'll, we'll, we'll work on uh, that we're gonna start asking about the six pack yeah really let's sleep on that a little yeah, bit yeah yeah before we, we just, i mean i could have said something worse don't go making t-shirts yeah that's yeah <laughs> don't go yeah, making t-shirts let's yeah. not put that on the t-shirt yet uh, i mean we could, we could you just, could yeah that'd be pretty cool People would do it. Well, because then people—it's actually not bad marketing. Because then people ask questions. I right? know people. People are like, "Oh, what do you get intrigued. hard?" Yeah, yeah. Clipper family. Guy, right? <laughs> people are intrigued. Now. Oh, this is me. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's a T-shirt. I forget what brand it is, but um, the back of the T-shirt says, um, uh, "Strength in the mind makes savage the body." Oh. Right. Mm. I can't remember what brand this is, but That's whoever cool. you are, sponsor us. Yeah. <laughs> right. We would that rep those. Cool. We'll rep those. <laughs> that is cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about those taglines, you know, you so that like it. associates you, you with the brand. Hard in the body. You could just change savage and make it your own. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Right. That's play on words. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah. Right? We have t-shirts yeah. that say well-adjusted because I think there's so many, cool. fac- so many facets in life where you really need to be well-adjusted. Oh, facets. Oh, oh. Or facets. <laughs> Is that where you were oh. going? Is that where you were going with that? Uh, no, but that hello. Good. Damn. That was good. That's really good. See? All right, yeah. spine humor. Yeah, oh, I thought yeah, that's, that's what pretty, you were saying. That's pretty good. I, I mean, did I was you using it like so, a real word. No, I, yeah, I got it once you said it, but yeah. No, I mean, I got it, but like, aren't it, they spelled the same way? Facet, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Does it say there's so many facets of life where you need to be well adjusted on the shirt? No, but it should. Dude, yeah, what's up? Now it needs to say that. I know. That's it. All right. Gotta get my t shirt, girl. Yes. I love it. That's, yeah, that's You all heard it here first. Just saying. (laughs) Just saying. We'll give, we'll give a 5% back to next (laughs) Some people might not get it, though. Uh, They don't have to get it. That's true. We get it. Let's really ask questions. As long as, yeah, as long as the person wearing the shirt gets it. Yeah. You know, that's right. You gotta make Mm -hmm. sure they understand so they can explain it when someone asks them. Yeah. I mean, a lot of work. (laughs) Yeah. It's a lot of work. But no, that's great. So, I'm I'm happy to hear that everything's like growing. That's awesome. So let's kind of go back. I know we're we're kind of getting towards the end here, but I wanted to talk a little bit about um, some of the mentors that you might have had as you were going through your journey through chiropractic school, or maybe even before chiropractic school. Because um, I know a lot of people are kind of in that transition. We get a lot of people that listen that are either you know other professionals or students, you know, and they're always wondering, I don't know, do I? I don't know where to go. What do I decide to do? You know, so. Um, hearing other people's journey sometimes a little bit helpful for them to make their decisions. So any mentors that you can think of that might've influenced you along yeah. the way? So, um, so literally so many along the way, but, um, in particular, there's a, a local chiropractor in Salisbury, um, Luke Suchecki. Oh yeah. And yeah. when I had just started to decide that I wanted to become a chiropractor, I went to see him to get under care. Um, they hadn't really been under care before and his practice is an open adjusting area where you can like sit it was it used to be these old church pews and you would sit and you would just watch him work and i would go as like a 22 year old i would go and get adjusted and i would sit there for hours no way and just watch i'd watch him work and i would watch the conversations he had with patients and i wasn't even in school yet and um it was fascinating to me i learned so much from that and he's still my one of my mentors. Yeah. Um, I see him all the time. Um, so I have him to thank for a lot. And then I had some great mentors in school. My first job, I worked for this like unbelievable woman. She was such a badass. She was just ran this crazy high volume, you know, super helpful practice. So she, she helped me a lot. But my my biggest mentors would, would are my mom, and my dad. Yeah. Cool. I mean, the, talk about. Uh, you you've met them oh yeah yeah talk yeah. about um strong people <laughs> totally i mean my mom uh 
if if I'm ever having trouble or trying to figure out how to communicate with a patient or maybe I'm fired up about something going on. I mean, she just knows. Yeah. She, you're right. Your mom and dad, they know everything. Yeah, um, and sure. my dad is really business savvy and they've just helped me so much along the way that um, a lot of what my success is, is, you know, a lot of their ideas, a lot of their support. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's I mean, great. I know going back to Luke, it's, it's funny because I, I hear some people love it. Some people hate it. Right. In terms of the open concept. But I think about it, I'm like, man, that's what we do here. Like yeah. what's so weird about it. Yeah. But when you think about it in chiropractic, like that's weird. Yeah. But right. it's like, we treat people in front of people and have conversations in front of people. What's so weird about it? You know what I mean? But I guess, I don't know. Like, again, it's that whole, like, yeah, you know, vision that you see for chiropractic where it's like, no, it's gotta be in a room. It's gotta be private. This it has gotta right. be private that. And I get it. I get it. You but just that's don't wear, kind you just of don't cool wear a dress. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cool. No, any other questions that you have for Dr. Saranek? I don't think so. Yeah, I think we yeah. covered all of them. That's great. I mean, we definitely covered the the uh, the future of health for sure. Yeah. Um, the one thing we didn't talk about was insurance, but I, and we've talked about that quite we've a bit. That, I know yeah. Sarah's feelings about it as well, so we don't have to beat that one down. But um, you've already talked about the future. That's great. We look forward to that. Is there um, like an Instagram account or a website that people could look you up if they want to find out more information or see if you're a good fit for them? Yeah. So uh, we're really active on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, Clever Family Cairo uh, nice. is our Instagram. Feel free to send, if you send a message, it goes to me. So cool. I'll, I'll, I'll answer it. There you go. Um, and our website is just clipperfamilycairo.com. Cool. Um, yeah. Great. Yeah. So if anybody's interested in uh, finding a new chiropractor, then Dr. Sarah, you're taking new patients, right? For yes. now, anyways. Yes, yeah. yes, for now. I'll, uh, then I'm going to take eight weeks off, yeah. and uh, and I'll be back in August. Yeah, but they have training there, and they also have Reiki, which is which is cool. We nice. actually just had somebody on the podcast yeah, last two, week that talked about two that. Two podcasts in a row. Yeah, yeah. Good, so good feedback. On Reiki, I feel like so. I'm going to have to get some. Just yeah. everybody's talking about it now. I feel like I should. I need, I need cool. an energy reset for it's sure. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Ali, having never experienced it before, and I was like, wow, I think this was missing in my life. (laughs) Totally. Totally. Did you want to ask the one piece of health advice? You you didn't ask that, right? I did not ask that one. Finish up with that question. All right. So if there's one piece of health advice that you could give our listeners that they could implement today, what what would it be? Um, My favorite motto that I tell people is move well, live well. If you move well, you're going to live well. I love it. No matter what else you do to your body. Cool. Keep moving. That's great. Yeah. Simple. Forward, ideally. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's awesome. Yeah, so um, we've got another podcast coming up in a couple more weeks. Yeah, we're going is, back to stories. Yeah, we're going to go back to stories. we gotta have we got to have you on for one of those. So stories is like one of our, we call it Reckless in the Rack series, and it's um, where we talk about stories that we hear from patients, you know, Ooh. whether it's like a bad episode of PT or it's like a surgeon or it's, you know, they got diagnosed with this, whatever, you know what I mean? It's, it's, uh, it's recklessness, it's malpractice, you know? So we'd love to get other professions in here and, and oh, talk about ones. their experience. I bet, <laughs> I bet that would be cool. We should do that. Yeah. Yeah. We should totally That's do good. that. Cool. Other than that, we thank you for having us on the podcast. Thank you so and, much, guys. And we look yeah, forward absolutely. to your success in the future. Thank you for joining us in the rack this week. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes. You can also find us online at ProformPTMA.com or on social media at ProformPTMA. And remember, if you train inside the rack, you better be thinking outside the rack.